Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Friday, August 27th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. The leader of an alternative rock band is bringing wrestling back to the ballroom of a central West End landmark. It added a touch of class to it that wrestling has rarely encountered in its 100 plus years of being a viable public business for entertainment. So the chase is always looked at with a sort of a bit of panache. We'll have more on this weekend's return of professional wrestling to the Chase Park Plaza in just a few minutes. Masks are coming back in Illinois. They will be required in all indoor public spaces starting Monday, even if people have been vaccinated against COVID-19. Governor J.B. Pritzker says the goal is to stop the fast-spreading Delta variant, which is causing the state's hospitals to fill up with sick, unvaccinated patients. He says hospital administrators are also concerned about staffing levels. To put it bluntly, because of the Delta variant, hospitals are again fighting the battle that we had hoped would be behind us by now. Pritzker is also mandating all health care workers and teachers get the vaccine. Teachers unions are supporting that plan. There are renewed discussions about a potential mask mandate in St. Louis County. As St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports, county council members have resumed a process that could lead to the face covering requirements. A majority of the county council voted to repeal St. Louis County Executive Sam Page's mask mandate, a move that a judge said, at least for now, is valid. But Council Chairwoman Rita Days convened a meeting on Thursday to see if a masking order could be part of a broader strategy against COVID-19. We're having conversations and we'll continue to talk about it. And I think as long as we continue to talk about it, we may be able to come to some resolution on this. Days called a special council meeting for Friday afternoon about Page's public health order detailing indoor masking requirements. If Days and Councilwoman Shalanda Webb vote to sustain such an order, it could end the impasse in the county over masking. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. The list of St. Louis concert venues tightening COVID-19 safety measures is getting longer. Organizers of Music at the Intersection, that's a three-day festival set for next month, say concert goers will need to show proof of vaccination or a negative coronavirus test. So, too, will patrons at indoor venues run by the Kranzberg Arts Foundation. Chris Hansen is the organization's executive director. We felt with the current surge in Delta, the feedback and wishes of the supermajority of the stakeholders that we value and work with Uh, The decision was very easy for us to make. Jazz St. Louis will enforce a similar policy at its venue in Grand Center. St. Louis Mayor Tashara Jones has unveiled a plan to speed up 911 call response times. It involves combining the police and fire department call centers. Jones says the move should reduce the number of people who are put on hold when they call that emergency number. And like many St. Louis residents, I know what it's like to hear gunshots in my neighborhood and wait on hold for a response or not want to call at all. That audio is from Five on Your Side. The city eventually wants to build a new facility to house all dispatchers. The short-term plan is to move fire department calls to the police department's downtown center this fall. New businesses are getting off the ground at the highest rate since the Census Bureau started keeping track. As St. Louis Public Radio's Corinne Ruff reports, groups like Empower in Midtown St. Louis are helping entrepreneurs find their footing. 
Betsy Blancett Nacrelli opened a co-working space for women entrepreneurs in May. The office space she rents filled up almost immediately with real estate agents, event planners, and fashion brands. Blancett Nacrelli says a number of her tenants left the corporate world to start passion projects. Her goal is to give them a springboard. She's launching a weekly speaker series soon that will connect entrepreneurs with tax attorneys, accountants, financial planners, and other resources. And I think that's really going to be the key to success is, you know, leaning on one another, working with other women-owned businesses to really create something unique and sustainable. Blanson Nacrelli says she expects more new businesses to launch and is working to open her second location. I'm Corinne Ruff, St. Louis Public Radio. Pro Wrestling returns to the Chase Park Plaza this weekend after a nearly four-decade absence, reminding many of a popular TV show that once made St. Louis the wrestling capital of the world. The revival is thanks to a women's wrestling champion and the leader of an alternative rock band. Billy Corgan is the front man of the Smashing Pumpkins, a band that reminisces about growing up in the late 70s in the song 1979. Also during those formative years, a young Corgan would gather in front of the TV every week with his grandmother for professional wrestling. So I was literally like a five-year-old boy watching wrestling with an 81-year-old, you know, a Belgian immigrant. Those moments sparked a lifelong love affair that eventually prompted Corgan to purchase the National Wrestling Alliance. And the NWA will be bringing back lots of memories this weekend for St. Louis wrestling fans. It's Wrestling at the Chase. From 1959 to 1983, Wrestling at the Chase was a mainstay on television. Big-time performers like Dick the Bruiser, Gene Kaniski, and Ric Flair were among the many who made their way through the Central West End landmark. And Corgan says that setting made wrestling at the chase unique, especially for events that were considered lowbrow entertainment. It added a touch of class to it that wrestling has rarely encountered in its 100-plus years of being a viable public business for entertainment. So the chase is always looked at with a sort of a bit of panache. Corgan's NWA is putting on two pay-per-views this weekend, Sunday night's event, marks the 73rd anniversary of the organization, which he says, much like The Chase, has seen better days as a force in the wrestling world. When I bought the company, it was considered of such little value that nobody, including the WWE, even wanted it because it was just considered kind of a a quote-unquote worthless three letters. Corgan wants the NWA to spark a return to the old days of professional wrestling when there was a more local focus as opposed to the global giants that dominate today like World Wrestling Entertainment. But he's not totally ignoring the industry's changes since the glory days of wrestling at the chase. Tomorrow's pay-per-view is an all-female card, and the point person for that event is six-time WWE Women's Champion Mickey James. This is the way forward. You know, we constantly say glass ceilings and, and equality, but my hope is that there are no more glass ceilings and that we can look at a female main event and not bat an eye. She has achieved big-time success with more established promotions, but was drawn to the NWA in part because of the challenge of helping it return to prominence. James says connecting to the history of the chase is one way to reach that goal, and that makes her think about what this weekend would have meant to Missouri wrestling legend Harley Race, who died two years ago this month. I know he's going to be watching over all of the NWA that night because it is his, you know, legacy. Perhaps him in the in the sky 
was one of the things that kind of helped bring this into fruition for us. Who's to say? Tracking the history forged by race and other wrestling legends is a special project for author Ed Wheatley. His book, Wrestling at the Chase, is being released this fall. Even though it's been nearly 40 years since wrestling took place at the chase, Wheatley says for many, the appeal of people bouncing off the ropes and slamming into turnbuckles in an upscale hotel ballroom has never gone away. Those four words, wrestling at the chase, immediately stimulates so many memories for everyone. Anyone over 40, I have to spend basically the next five minutes, 10 minutes listening to stories of excitement and fond, passionate memories. And if all goes well this weekend, new generations could be making their own St. Louis wrestling memories. The NWA is interested in making the chase a regular stop on its schedule. A big thanks to Maria Altman for editing that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Have a great weekend. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.